a teeny tiny hotshot slot receiver loses his all-state quarterback after a chronically concussed obese lineman misses his block and allows a knee-destroying sack. Pressed into service, James Vanderbeek is called upon to lead his team to a district title while navigating cultural expectations, whipped cream bikinis, and John Voight's pretty mouth. If playing football at West Canaan was your dream, well, I don't want your laugh. Guys, let's talk about Varsity Blues. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we, we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, another Blue September installment. Mm. Uh, we got all your feedback. Uh, thanks for all the emails. Uh, we agreed with you. We did want to do another Paul Walker Scott Con vehicle. <laughs> And to that end, we decided to pivot from Blue Crush into Varsity Blues. You might say we uh, did a, did an audible. Call, call, <laughs> called an audible. Oh, What's the football term? No, no, you Sports guy it. over here. This guy knows football. We found Brandon on Craigslist because he said he was an expert. I do the best sports ever. Originally, we were uh, going to do Blue Crush, but you guys uh, really reached out. The emails came pouring in. and uh, We actually we got one email. Do an audible. <laughs> We got one email in particular I don't know that how you uh, spell audible even. we did. We were very excited about. Uh, some anonymous donor uh, put up a large amount of money uh, yeah. towards Blue September, which we're very thankful for. Yeah. Their caveat was we needed to do Varsity Blues. So uh, thank you for the donation, whoever you are. Uh, we heard you. We agree. Loud and, we're and really clear. excited. And we will buy the sweatsuits with the money you donated. So thank you for that. Yeah. Finally. We just want to say one thing. We really appreciate all the hashtags you guys have been sporting on social media. Right. Keep hashtag Blue September trending. This is uh, raising awareness, and that's what we're here to do. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, wear blue just because, right? This isn't about yeah. just having fun, although we are having fun while we're raising But it's about raising awareness, and so we appreciate your guys' support. And there, there's a meaning behind the blue. You know, it's absolutely it's, it's there's something behind that blue and that is blue September. Yeah, help yep. us help blue you. September. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Thank help you. Help the world. OK, uh, let's get into Varsity Blues. First impressions. Uh, Kyle, what do you got? I hadn't seen this movie in a couple years. This was like my third time seeing it, maybe. And the first time I watched it, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, and every time since I've liked it a lot more, it's like a fine wine for me. This was my third viewing. And now I think I firmly love this film. Uh it's just great. I won't go into length about why I like it because I'm sure everyone else will. But uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of this movie now. 
Yeah, I, I've always been a big fan of this movie. Kyle's seen it three... I've probably seen this like 23 times. Like, I love this movie. So it came out in 1999. thought we'd mix it up, do a 1999 movie. <laughs> so 20th anniversary of Varsity Blues. I know it's not really in our wheelhouse. <laughs> 20th no, anniversary. Paul Walker and Scott Kahn, no. no. Um, but I, I love this movie. I love the dynamic of the friendships and how the guys on the team care more about each other than like the coach and the program and they're in it together and the small town texas vibe just gets me every time um and all the different dynamics of the different relationships between like the girlfriends and the father-son relationships and then the coach and the different players um i think is just really the student well and teacher relationships right? uh yeah. bob yeah two giant relationships <laughs> just. uh i haven't seen this movie a lot this movie kind of falls into that category of like high school movies that if you saw it in high school you probably love it it was super enjoyable first time i saw it was like a couple of years ago probably at kyle's house um, super enjoyable. It starts out very like just broy, kind of stupid, but throughout the movie you get a little bit more depth and a little bit more heart to at least some of the characters. But it's it's a good time. There's a, there's a lot of like individual moments where I'm like, oh, that's actually a very thoughtful scene for them to include in this movie. Yeah, mine is uh, similar to that. It is a lot of the movie is a dumb teen flick and broy as you described. But there are those moments that are emotional and mm -hmm. where they hit the dramatic notes so well that uh, it really draws you in. And those moments are great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had seen this a couple times a long time ago. I didn't really have a great memory of it. It felt like the first time I was watching the movie this week. Um, the only image I had going into it was like them in the truck that we'll get into mm -hmm. in the beginning when they're all getting picked up. Like that's kind of the first image that comes to my mind when I remembered the movie and then watching it again this time was like, whoa, there are these deep moments. It does get into like a serious drama and uh, it was basically Friday Night Lights before Friday Night Lights, but also trying to appeal to like a teen movie yeah. audience. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. This is post Dawson's Creek Vanderbeek, right? It's like season four and so this like is the height movie. of his like teen heartthrob moment yes. in like you know movies and in tv so they were definitely pulling on that and i feel like they had to have the party scenes mm -hmm. and those kind of sequences but to me the movie isn't in those scenes at all well and he's kind of playing a similar dawson character where he's kind of the anti-cool like he's still a cool guy and right. well respected and people you know, admire him for different reasons, but he's also that, like, I don't do the mainstream thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, these parties are stupid. I'm just going because they're my friends, but I don't really want to partake in all the rah-rah, we're yeah. cool high school kids. Yeah. He, seem, he seems more introspective than your typical Texan he, He's reading Slaughterhouse-Five right. instead of his playbook. Like, he's sitting on the Which, bench. Which, like, if he's going like, to Brown and he hasn't read Slaughterhouse-Five by senior no, year. He's, <laughs> he's, he's rereading it. Come on. Yeah, he's just kidding. I just up. think if this movie gets made a few years later, it's not a James Vanderbeek starring role. Right. Yeah. Like, Paul yeah, Walker's... Yeah. At that point, a much bigger star in 1998-99. Well, you can't have Paul Walker in that role. He no, needs to be not. the stud because right. he's right. Paul Walker. Yeah, you know? it right. could have been like a Freddie Prince Jr. type. Hmm. Yeah, something a little, like a Jamie uh, Kennedy yeah. type. Doesn't look right. quite like a quarterback, but could fill the shoes <laughs> yeah. of one. Yeah, Nicky Cat maybe, yeah, or totally. a Giovanni Ribisi, or a Robin Vin Williams Diesel, perhaps, or a, uh, Ben Affleck, <laughs> or yeah, Matt I love Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon would have been good. Matt Damon would have been too heavy, I think. 
Like physically? No. Like, yeah, he would <laughs> attack on Matt. He plays a linebacker. Oh, God, get off of me. This kid really plugged the A gap. We should put him on defense. <laughs> no, I think we're all it's agreed. about the star fullback. Yeah. I'll be the fullback. Yeah. <laughs> Follow my block. I think we're all agreed Like the drama is what pulls us in, and that's, that works really well. But I have a little bit of an issue with some of the pressures that Vanderbeek goes through. Like, it's clear to see that this town puts an immense amount of pressure on its star quarterback. And him stepping into that role is, like, the biggest shoes to fill in his entire life. And so I understand him going against the grain, and I support that, and I like that in his character. But when him and John Voigt are having their discussions, like, you better fall in line and do what I want you to do. To me, like, there's a lot there that's like, what are they exactly arguing about? Because he's, he's being a hot dog. He's trying to run like different schemes and like eighty yeah. percent of the plays the this team oh, ran right. with three wideouts on the strong statistics. side. Yeah, but why? But why is why is he so like enthralled to change it up? And I don't understand the tension there. Like, is it so much for him to call his own plays? Well, you feel like Paul Walker <laughs> would have been able to change the plays up at the line of absolutely yep. a two year, probably a three year All State quarterback going to Florida State at the time, which was like a powerhouse. Like you get the feeling he had the keys to the car. No, and, and do whatever he and there were practices the... and moments where John Voigt wasn't calling the plays, and he allowed Moxon to call his own plays. There was a lot of power yeah. given to the quarterback. So I get it that maybe the type of plays that he was calling is out of line for what John Voigt was trying to do in his legacy. He's trying and all to control the... the clock with the run. But yeah. they do a subtle job throughout the movie of kind of showing that Mox is like a super accurate thrower. Yeah, like he throws a one pass that's super accurate. He hits. Um, he misses the his dad at the barbecue. That's clearly no, he, no. Yeah, I would argue that he did that on purpose. He clearly, because he but hits that's the, the mascot one, with right. pinpoint precision. And then that goes like, to that scene of going the to the mascot, dad where he smiles, and then he's like, "Wait a yeah, minute." Yeah, he thinks he does my the math. Nose. Like, oh, the yeah, first yeah. one he's is like, the ref his nose or from right. sitting from a sitting position, like forty-five yeah. yards. So you see right away he has like a great arm and he's super accurate. He has a cannon. Yeah. So, Aaron, first impressions. I love Varsity Blues. I've. Uh, I remember seeing it when I was young, probably when it first came out, and then um, I've seen it, you know, probably ten times or so, and um, I've always loved it, and I'm glad we're doing it for Blue September, which is a great cause, and I'm happy to support it. Billy Bob shows up to pick him up in a truck. They go on a, a tour, yeah, number with the pig, number sixty-nine, and he's dipping a pancake into a jar of peanut butter, eating it, Hell and yeah, then drinking the syrup. Drinking the syrup I, th- yeah. I'm, oh, I didn't insane. understand that Billy Bob was overweight until I saw <laughs> yeah. that. That's what really hammered it. Also, me. Kyle, He's instead of a boy. dog, he has a pig. Yes, bacon. Bacon poor, and pig. The poor health quality of Billy Bob throughout the entire it's really, movie. He's sweating <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And that's what he's insane. eating. Well, he that's because of, the, the of the head injuries, guys. All right. No, the head injuries plays a part, and also just the abuse that the the coach puts on him, I think, is something to notice. Oh, like, for this sure. guy is not in shape. I'm he, sure he has an eating disorder. Do we think there's any way that uh, Lance Harbor doesn't get the right shotgun in that car? Like, he sits in the <laughs> no, back. No, right. He does sit in the back. Like, they, there's no way Mox gets shotgun yeah. in the superstar quarterback. But I think it's cooler to sit in the back. Right? I think, like, everyone can power see. Him. Yeah, like, like Mox is like, me. well, it's like, look at me. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. I'm in the back. I'm yeah. hanging out with a pig. Yeah, but on yeah. game day, <laughs> yeah. that's a little risky. Yeah. I love the billboard that's in front of his house when they pick him up. Yeah. That yeah. is an Which insane is... billboard. How do they have access oh, to that kind of, like, digital billboard for a housing community that's being developed? Oh, my God. So we get all the. The band's all together. They go to the school. There's the pep rally, the yep. John Voight speech. John Voight speech and the John Voight. Se- he, you know, 
I'll just go out and say it. A lot of Hitler imagery. The uh, Paul Walker <laughs> in that pep rally was yeah. like, that was the coolest look. That look yeah, was so like, 98, 99. Uh, the like, dream. What did he the say? The like, jeans, the hat. Like, he just his whole like, speech. Yeah, yeah it was the coolest. Like, when yeah. when Vanderbeek goes outside and talks to his girlfriend, Amy Smart, and he's telling her, uh, like, hey, only, only a few games left. Yeah. And so you're you're realizing, like, okay, he's not buying in on all yeah, this yeah, football yeah. stuff. So his jeans are so baggy. That's all I could see. And similar to when Kyle could only see the Hitler stuff with John I could only see the jeans <laughs> with the, James Vanderbeek. The Lance the, Harbor speech. That's where he scene. talks about how he has the dream, the right? Dream. I had a dream last night. Yeah. And all the yeah. girls are like, ow! Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's last like, night when I was in bed. And he throws up a shaka, which yeah. is just so <laughs> yeah. to end the speech. In true Blue September fashion. Vanderbeek also has, throughout the movie, that like uh, rope necklace mm-hmm. from like the late 90s that everyone had. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yes. a little Take bead, the like, choker. Yeah. yeah. It was like great. they couldn't find puka shells. So right. like they places in the Midwest made that. Yeah. <laughs> they would have had puka. So, so, we're, so now we're game time for the first mm-hmm. game that we get to watch. In the locker room before, we're introduced to a little bit more of Tweeter. And he has his new end zone dance <laughs> that he named the new tweeter end zone dance, which is just also a great little moment. Machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is where we see the Kurt Vonnegut Slaughterhouse Five show right. up in and this we, game. And we also see the first scene of uh, Kilmer injecting Harbor. Yeah, is under the needle. Lance absolutely, Harbor with the needle in his knee. It's a foreboding omen. Yeah. Which? What is he? I mean, again, I know, but like, what is he injecting him with? Cortisone. Because yeah, it's all about his legacy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, in that game, we get to see um, Vanderbeek with the great throw when the ball's gone out of bounds. So we kind of know that he's, okay, maybe he can play. Is that when we hear Foo Fighters? Or is that no? Yeah. <laughs> no. Later. We haven't been introduced to the hero theme just yet. Uh, and we have the Billy Bob block where he takes out two guys, and uh, he goes unconscious. The triple B move. The tri- triple Deke. <laughs> Billy Bobla. Uh, and then there's Billy a party Bob after the Bob game. Bob. They win the game. And then there's a great party seat, which apparently happens after every game. For us in high school, it was like Northwood Pizza and a few balloons. This is like a rager. There's first the flower pot prank that uh, Tweeter pulls on yeah. the guy who was like a... Re- which he- they can't say America's Funniest Home Videos, so they have to call it something like else. Like hilarious right. oh, America yeah. videos. Yeah. over your head. What right? a douchebag. <laughs> but also, why is that... That guy graduated <laughs> high school in 1980. I, I think it's totally <laughs> fair. There's this there? old guy trying to be creepy and partying. It's Tweeter's not fair. Like, no, but also, he's at that party alone. He's yeah. the only Okay, that's fine. Guy, that's fine. You're like us. You work up quite an appetite watching movies. Well, that's why I'm here to tell you about Billy Bob's Bacon Barn. At Billy Bob's Bacon Barn, we're doing bacon nonstop. You pick your own pig from our pig pen overflowing with pickable pigs. After giving your pig a name, we let you spend an hour getting to know the pig before you decide whether to keep it or butcher it right then and there. With other options including pancakes, peanut butter, maple syrup, and alcohol, you'll have at least four other things to choose from. And when you're all done at Billy Bob's Bacon Barn, we hit you in the head as hard as we can. Come hungry, leave concussed. Billy Bob's Bacon Barn. So they get Billy Bob to drink way more than he's supposed to, and he pukes mm-hmm. in the washing machine. Amy Smart drinks him under the, under yeah. the table. Yeah, or she's quarters. just good at the quarters yeah, game. Right. Love Amy Smart. And he pukes yeah. in the washing machine. And as soon the as he's next, next to Paul Walker, and, ever. Yeah. yeah, they literally throw up anywhere else. No, if he had gone on the floor in the garage where it's cement, oh, yeah. then it would have been much easier to clean up than the washing machine. But he pukes right next to Allie Larder and uh, oh. and uh, Paul Walker while they're getting it on. 
And then his response afterwards is like, are you guys hungry? I got some hot dogs in there for you. And he's ready to party again. Which, yeah, I just like thought, like, Boot oh, Billy rally. Bob, what a Boot disgusting rally. guy. So the next day they're at practice, and uh, this is where you see the first form of the oop-de-oop play yeah. that Vanderbeek calls. But my question about this practice is, how many dads are just hanging out Dude, this, at football practice? This was what took me out of the movie because absolutely, these are in the afternoon right after class is finished. So it's usually like around three o'clock. What are these dads doing? And it also looks like those guys aren't running corporations though. You know? Well, one yeah. of them's a cop, right? Yeah. One so of them's he, like a he cop. He makes his own rules. The yeah. other one, I think, is working at like the diner. Or no, he just goes to the diner one day when he's there. So I don't know what the, the major the, the major theme for the dads is that they're living vicariously through their son's right, right. high school they all football used to pro- be, yeah, play yeah. under Bud Kilmer. And the next scene at the barbecue is a great image of that when it's just like, hey, do you think your boy is better than my boy? Why don't we do some crazy tactics to see if your yeah. boy is better? You get th- a great Jeremy Plemons. <laughs> Uh, cameo try it again? as the little kid. What's his real name? Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I'm, oh, the I'm doing, I'm doing a, an <laughs> audible. So Lance, so Lance Harbor's family and Jeremy uh, Piven's family. <laughs> Jeremy Piven and, as the little kid and Moxon's family. They're together. They're having a barbecue, and the dads are trying to be macho and. James Vanderbeek's dad kind of starts. He's like, "If Kilmer wasn't such was- a prick, my son would be starting quarterback." And Those dads like, are both such douchebags. Yeah, so really ways, yeah, but like so the same lame. way. You yeah. don't play along with them. Just let them he, hash like, it out. Later in the movie, Mox gets his acceptance letter into college. He's like, "Dad, I got in." He's like, "Hey, th- that can wait. Let's talk about the game this Friday." He's like, "Screw your game. Like, yeah. I just got into college. Come on." Right. That's what, that's what I think this movie does a really good job of is like showing you how important football is to everybody in the yeah. town and then at the same time you realize like it's stupid like why it's are stupid. people and that's what yeah. mox's uh that's perspective, what his perspective is all yeah right. that's exactly. why he throws the ball into his dad's nose yeah because i think he's upset at all of this pressure that's being put on him to perform and it's like i'm not gonna perform for you yeah. so you're gonna get this instead the dad just runs a poor route on that throw the yeah. first one that he drops like they mox do yeah right. the dad eh. just exactly what i was thinking. that's true yeah. they're like let's like raise up the stakes and this they do the william tell they put the beer can on the head and tell the kids to throw it off and lance harbour does it first he's like woo and then uh james vanderbeek goes to do it right in the nose and, <laughs> and everyone's like the Oopsie drunk whoops. mom is like Oops, you oopsies. can do it son yeah, that like, scene was weird the yeah. dad the is egging him on the is the mom weird. ever sober Some that was my uh, least favorite scene in the movie i, I told aaron that yeah. i wrote down this scene is the worst it was just so creepy and weird yeah. it made me uncomfortable yeah. jesse plemons is in it for some Who? reason Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Piven's gotcha. son was in it. Uh, but yeah, I just, I understand why this scene was in there, but it, it was done really It weirdly. makes you uncomfortable because it's like, imagine you and your friend, or like us two, and our dad's got in a fight, and we're just yeah. sitting there just like, this is the fucking worst. I yeah. don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. My, my son can podcast yeah, better than like, yours. Yeah, like, it's, it's like your dad telling my dad that like, our sons should fight. Right, exactly. And my kid will kick your kid's ass. Yeah. But it's if the both difference of, them of like, it's the Kravitz. flip of my dad could kick your dad's right. ass. It's my son could kick your yeah. son's ass. Right. It's so, it's so just, uncomfortable. Oh, it's so uh. uncomfortable. Uh, the next day we have the sex ed class. Great. So our, really our only... Our seniors are learning about sex ed. Yeah. It's our <laughs> only glimpse late. into any That's classroom Texas. setting is this lady... Uh, running the sex Miss education Davis, class. Yeah. Penis, penis, penis. 
Shiny right, she's trying to get them to be comfortable with the terms. Yeah, she's like, right. everyone say it. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Do we have any other names for these? Yeah. Penis, bo- penis. Bo- Just bo- listing bo- Boner? Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Well, <laughs> like, boner is good. This Billy is Bob's not a sex Sweating but, profusely. Yeah, Billy Bob's struggling hard. <laughs> well, he has hard. been concussed. Major, yeah, I get that. And why doesn't, why doesn't she call on him? There's about three or four times he's attempting to raise it's, his hand. It looks also, like she waves him off. It looks like he's uncomfortable with the terminology. And wants to say like ask no. a question. This is also it looks like he raises his hand constantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and this is also like, a guy. Yeah, this like, is also a guy that only can answer true false questions. Right. So like, you know the questions that he's asking are yeah. probably not relevant. They're abusing sure. this poor guy. It's so bad. he collapses in the class. <laughs> he has what looks like a heart attack. Yeah. Just completely loses. Also, he just struggles to get out of that desk. Yeah. Like, why does he not have a separate he's desk at that so point? I also don't it's... know if it's because of the concussions or the maple syrup he drinks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Got multiple. But when he's he in the a water bottle on his desk of maple syrup. But when he's in the the nurse's office, John Voigt visits him and says, "You have to be ready for the game." And and he doesn't even give him a chance. Yeah. To to have like, a way out. No, well, I don't want excuses. You got to be he ready. Doesn't he try to say something like, "Well, nurse said I don't know," right. and he's like, "I, I don't want to hear, Bill Bob. We need you or something." Like, yeah, John Voight is incredible. He's so good as the bad yeah. guy. And there's like all these little scenes throughout the movie sprinkled in where it's just like, it's just like building up. It's like, oh, like that's a shitty thing to do. That's yeah. like another shitty thing. To, yeah. But like by the end of it, you hate him. But he doesn't do anything like terribly egregious other than. You know the racism well, the and one, the cortisone. Right. Well, just, shot. just yeah. the fact that he see like he doesn't see these people as people. Like yeah. they're just pawns to him. Yeah. And just, well, the first time he gets game. mad is at Vanderbeek for reading Slaughterhouse Five, which yeah. is like, of course he's mad at him. That's yeah. the, like you're reading a fucking book during the game. Like that's yeah. totally but also you get the idea exactly. that he never plays. Like, exactly, you deserve to be yelled at and deserve to be like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna throw you off the team. Mm-hmm. You right. play, like, you play one game a week. When John Voight puts him back in the game. He collapses, of course, like he would, and that's what causes the Paul Walker But Vanderbeek is there for that, and he says he shouldn't go back in there or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He comes to Billy Bob. He's put down Kurt Vonnegut for just a minute. Yeah, because John Boyd chucked it. Yeah, uh, that's what it is, yeah. Star quarterback, Paul Walker, gets gets nailed because Billy Bob, who they rightfully should have taken out, just collapses from his His second time collapsing that day. (laughs) We're not with Billy Bob all day. He could have collapsed four times off screen. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Billy Bob, you're usually like, oh, that's the ketchup. (laughs) I would have loved to see, like, Billy Bob's perspective throughout the day, just, like, losing time. Where yeah. he just like wakes up and it's like 4:30 p.m. Yeah, he eats the the blood from his ear. God don't make no junk. <laughs> I gotta call Billy Bob's wandering around downtown. <laughs> he uh, get so, his uniform. I'll meet you at the field. So, but in the brief time we do spend with him, he's collapsed twice that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, there's a minute. There's less than a minute left. They're down. Mox has to go in. He gets a huge 40 yard pass to Tweedy, and he uh, he stops the. He's got to stop the clock. And they don't have any timeouts. So instead of throwing the ball at the ground, he nails the mascot. Which at least like two seconds. Yeah, but it's so good. It was good for morale. Fair enough. And then Mox calls his own play against uh, John Voigt's Yeah, the Statue wishes. of Liberty play, and he, which is where you have two... Uh, this one, he hands off the ball, and then it's passed back to him. He gets a double pass. Um, they score. And then we get to join Lance um, in the hospital. Harbor in the hospital. <laughs> 
Yeah, and the surgeon he says, to join him. Yeah, and he's out okay. for a year and a half at least. Yeah, yeah. The doctor's right. like, his knees got so much scar tissue. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Scott Con or <laughs> sorry, Paul Walker goes. <laughs> We're not good at names today. That's some scar tissue that I wish you saw. And then he has possibly the weirdest night of his life. Well, yeah, not the weirdest, he tells, but it, it gets weird. Voight tells Mox to leave, uh, and then the cheerleader decides to join him because she's understanding very quickly that if if this quarterback's out, yeah. that guy is the new quarterback. She, she understands I the gotta, pecking order very she well. She understands exactly what she's doing. So I can get out of this small I don't think town. it's his coattails she plans on riding. <laughs> so he ends up dropping her off at the party. He doesn't feel comfortable joining the party with his well, friend. Well, she strips in his in, car, too. She changes in the car. Just and, as a little, uh, you know, entice. Yeah, she moment. is just laying it on thick mm-hmm. for Mox. Uh, he's not biting. Hoping that he'll lay it on her thick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he drops her off at the party. Uh, it's not okay for him, he feels, to join the party while his friend is in the hospital. It wouldn't feel right. Rightfully right. so. But um, Scott Kahn feels like it's okay to steal a cop car. Though. Yeah, that's Tweeter when... drink beer, kids. Yeah, that's what Tweeter does. Yeah, <laughs> Tweety uh, at the party... <laughs> It's just like crazy brave up yeah, to these cops because the cops I show thought, up. I thought Tootie Cat. <laughs> the, the cops show up and they're not even cracking down on the, all of the underage drinking that's obviously it's a, going it's Texas. on. It's and so they're thing. okay with that. We're gonna let that slide, well, but we just want to make sure no and he one also insults the cop. Yeah, he was. Like, they just they're just there to make sure no one's drinking and driving. And he takes this opportunity to be the, as sarcastic as he possibly can yep. be, and then he steals a cop car. He's like, all drives. right, I'm going home. At the party where he, the cops are like, where's Billy Bob? And it's like, <laughs> why is Billy Bob so on the radar? Like, are they genuinely concerned about <laughs> yeah, him wandering around? He's one of the around? four main guys. Yeah. Or like, is he causing a lot of shit? Because Billy Bob's not a threat. He's passed dude. out eight times today from yeah, like, reports yeah. we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> First, it's like, why are they wondering where Billy Bob was? Then it's like, oh, they're for sure super concerned because he's passed out, <laughs> and he's got reports all over town of yeah. this guy wandering around. Around and yeah. collapsing, and we we heard we've got reports of a large man wailing and yes. falling over, shooting shotguns <laughs> and trophies. Mean, um, meanwhile, Mox is just uh, headed to the mini mart. He's, he's he's doing Dawson Creek. Things. He's having an introspective <laughs> yeah, moment. Exactly. He doesn't know what's going on. So he, he just wants yeah. He just yeah, wants he to gets... enjoy a nice two liter bottle <laughs> yeah. of Coca Cola for his night. Uh, but the mini mart attendant has other ideas for him and gives him a six pack and says, "You've earned this instead." Yeah. But at that moment, aren't you kind of like, "Man, I wish that I had that opportunity to live that dream." Yeah. Like, for and sure. I think that's yeah. when Mox starts to like fall in love with that kind of lifestyle as well, and he starts to like buy into it. Starts to see, "Whoa, like this does kind of have right," which his girlfriend doesn't support. No, yep. she's on into She's it. a bit of a downer. In Played that by uh, the lovely Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Yeah. Jules always love a Jules. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how she's. At first, you're like, oh, she's bummed because her brother, Lance Harbour, got his knee Rightfully so. Yeah. But then it's like she's just bummed that now he's a successful quarterback yeah. and having a good time. Yeah. Which is like, just let the guy have fun. Well, he's been a backup quarterback for four years. He has yeah. like, his last chance senior year to play like three games as a starter. Yeah. Like, let him enjoy well, it. And, and realistically, because they do such, like in the beginning of the movie, that he is so anti this, like, oh, cheerleaders and pep rallies right. and whatever. That in it, probably realistically there would have been more of a middle ground. Like yeah, he she would be happy and he wouldn't all the way go full like I'm the king of the school. Like yeah, there would have been some middle ground. Like oh like I'm getting to play. The, I love football. You right. Know? She, there's like, ways where she's super just and she's just like oh thank you and then the game's that over. He's gotten a chance and to she play. she goes to the mini mart with him and they're together. You know like yeah. there there should be some middle ground there. Right. Right. So Tweeter shows up while he's drinking beers, um, naked.
Tweeter. Damn right, Tweeter. Man, about as sharp as a box of marbles. <laughs> but we're all neck in there, and we got handcuffs and cool shit to play with. So take off your clothes and get in the car. Mox. Three sophomore girls, so these are like, <laughs> he's definitely 18. Well, he could be 17. Yeah, he's probably 17. He gets into the strip it's club. fall senior it's a senior. Year. All right, it's Texas. I don't, I don't know what goes on. But it's on. like, either way, he definitely has committed crimes. Let me break down the <laughs> hook and ladder play for you later. Um, Mox isn't having it, but he offers his jacket. For Which, the girl. Like, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, that's just laying it on Classic thick. Classic Dawson. Yeah, is, he's just really going to do the right like thing. They wrote, like, they wrote the movie, and then when he got cast, they're like, let's add these scenes that play into the Dawson's Creek thing. Like, yeah. he's going to be nicer. And then, like, he goes to the window of his girlfriend's house. Yeah. Smart, and it's just it's like weird existential. Like, I yeah. feel strange. and like It's right. been a weird really, night, yeah, he says. He like, wanders home. Yeah, it's just like classic <laughs> yeah. I really Dawson like Joey. Like, right. there's, there's no reason. I really for it. like yeah. how in that scene he's got um, the last of his six beers and the ring. Forum is still on it. Yeah, I love that. And then he pulls element. out scissors and he cuts them before he throws them away. And, it's just and like, he goes, he's so thoughtful. "It's okay, dolphins." But then he yeah. steps on a turtle on accident. <laughs> the baggy so jeans make another. Out. He just like fillets himself. They, they make another. Uh, they make another show with the baggy jeans, man. It's just <laughs> so 1999. I love it. Uh, and then there's a bar scene really quickly, and John Voight's in the back, and he corrects these two guys who are criticizing the team. But question about this scene: a guy puts salt. In his yes, beer? in his Budweiser. Yeah, I looked it up right after. Is that a thing? It uh, the sodium like enhances the flavor of the beer, and it can make it less acidic. So if the beer is like an IPA, super skunky, salt can make it less of like an uh, aggressive taste. Oh. We're gonna take a five minute break and go try this out. Yeah, we're right gonna go now. salt our beers. We'll be back. Enjoy this ad. Hey, all you mother flickers! 5GFA and ADW have teamed up to present a brand new product from the hit TV show Memphis Walkers. A revolutionary new shoe designed specifically with the topography of Memphis in mind to give you the most comfortable stroll on your way to Graceland. Introducing Tennessee Shoes. These blue suede shoes will take you from Beale Street to Union Ave and everywhere in between. Now you too have a first class ticket to feel like your favorite detectives from Memphis Walkers as you stroll in the middle of the pouring rain to your next crime scene. Get your pair of Tennessee shoes by sending in 25 UPC codes from the back of any Kellogg cereal box along with $150 in unmarked bills to P.O. Box 311 in Memphis, Tennessee. Get your own pair of limited edition one-size-fits-all Tennessee shoes. When some lady asks if you're wearing Tennessee shoes, you can tell her, Ma'am, I am tonight, walking in Memphis. Uh, then they have I an like they have an away game. Mox uh, wins by running in with a TD. Um, afterwards, the sex ed teacher congratulates him. The news crew comes up while he's with his girlfriend, and you really see him start to embrace this role. Yeah, that's, and, another, the that's another question I had: is like a news crew is a guy with a microphone and like a tape recorder. You have this friction developing between Mox and his girlfriend, and at the same time, you have the other girl, the other blonde, uh, hitting on him. She invites him over. And uh, he decides to show up. Which what is happens? weird. He doesn't look at her when she changes in front of him. She offers, uh, do you want an ice cream sundae? And, <laughs> she does. Uh, he says, and then yes. he says, do you want nuts on your sundae? <laughs> <laughs> well, so she does say, do you want whipped cream? And it was like, what if he said no? Then what does she do? Then she's, she's like, like uh, I think you really want whipped cream. cream. He's at her house, and she comes out in her whipped cream bikini. Mm -hmm. Her famous whipped cream bikini. And Which we're all wearing in honor yeah. of this movie <laughs> today. 
Just our chest. <laughs> we only had one can, so some of us have more whipped cream yeah. than others. I got it last, and mine looks worse. <laughs> Actually, it's blue whipped cream in the light of blue September, just to keep Yeah, everything. just to get serious for a second, though. Yeah. Blue September is very near and dear to our hearts. They do kiss. For but later. They yeah. kiss momentarily, and then he says, and you says, know, nope, can't I, do this. I can't do this. And she sits down on the couch with, with the whipped cream, cream bikini on. Yeah. Yeah. She and did yeah. do a good job of not getting it on his shirt. Yep. You know, yeah, they right. like Which they get. Also... I was like waiting for the shirt yeah. to just get covered right. in it, and she like stops right in time, and I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> okay, so like this, I think how did he do that? I think we can agree this is probably like the most iconic scene from the movie. Yeah, it's more or less like it's this one is the of thing, them. People this remember the thing that this most scene. people remember Definitely from this movie. Yeah. Uh, so fun fact about that scene. Uh, oh. They actually couldn't get the whipped cream to stay, like which is the problem we're having right now. <laughs> so they, so it's actually shaving cream. Mm. Why didn't you tell us this cream? beforehand, Joel? <laughs> Jesus. Damn it, Joel. That is a fun fact. <laughs> uh, and so the next day at school, Darcy, this blonde with the whipped cream, uh, she kisses him and the girl, Jules, sees it. On so, the cheek. And, um, and she calls him out. She's like, what were you doing talking to her? And he's like, nothing. Like, just saying hi. He's like, what, so you didn't see her famous whipped cream bikini? And he kind of has that face like, uh, uh, like, how'd you know about that? And she's like, oh, come on. My brother told me all about it. That's how she got him. Or something yeah. Like well, and, and so they're having that scene at her work, and they're discussing this. And she says, I don't date football players. And he explains, like, I, always I, was, I was a football player. Like, and she's just like, no, you were something different. Yep, and this yeah. is where it becomes a little bit of a stretch to me. Like no, some of that him, end, no, like some of that him going against the grain is just like, why are we, like we're trying a little hard to paint this picture of like. Even though he was on the team, he was never somebody that was all in. That was he like, clearly didn't at care the about football. Rally. But yeah. why yeah. is she so against him embracing football? Yeah, culture? it doesn't make sense. It's really well. Annoying. I think she it's, probably yeah. comes from such a heavy football family that yeah. she's like, I don't want anything yeah. to do. Like it's totally. very much a rejecting that. Whereas totally. you brother, know but... that she's heard him like opine about like, oh, I probably wish I was starting quarterback. Like yeah. and I have to like, I love your brother, but right. like, yeah, you know, he's... it's frustrating to be on second he's string. Played and, football like, for ten yeah, years. He's, he's been he was like exactly. Yeah. So I'm with Joel. I'm with Joel. Like I, I it, totally get the rejection of that. Like him embracing the football identity. Well, I totally so, get her. So I get the rejection. That. And like you said, of her being the football fan, I think she <laughs> would have been fine if he again played football and then like didn't do any interviews, didn't sign autographs, didn't go to the parties. Like came home and was the normal person he was before he became the starting quarterback. I think to her the biggest yeah. issue is he goes around and he. Like it showed her when he was being interviewed, he was like, you know, I'm just one person. I think he doesn't he call himself but the third person. A like a Jonathan Mox is just one and person. Someone shoved a mic in your face and yeah. was like interviewing you. And also, and he's 18 years old. <laughs> show so, a little humility. Okay, so if her, you know, be a little humble. If, if her feelings were consistent, I'd be fine with it. But at the end of the movie, after she rebukes him at her job and yeah. is like, "Get out of my face," then she embraces him and they make out at the field, and it's like. What changed? He yeah. didn't do because anything. Because he didn't conform to the coaches. I, exactly. But, but exactly. I, no, I'm she with you. Give a shit about no, that. yeah, no, I'm with <laughs> you. I agree. I mean, that's what the plot point was. But I'm with you. I don't think that she has no. any motivation for how against. Like, let the guy oh, succeed. The coach out? He's oh, given oh, an opportunity to do something issue. great with his life. And he's not yeah. going to get to do it again. I, this I mean, is the I time agree, to do it. I agree. She's in the wrong. And I think in the end, she comes to her senses and they make up and. 
I, I mean, I don't want to spoil but it for everyone. If they had made up, but... I'd be okay with it. Like, but mm-hmm. they do make up, and it's just like a total turn of character. Yeah. Like without any like. I think, also... I think she like her being there is something that motivates him to stay a little bit more grounded, and it uh, rather than rather than him just like totally Keep, buying her, it and like, being like oh, I want to be like, the gonna... person she yeah. wants. Yeah, me but to this be. guy has shown very consistently that he does the right thing, and even when the girl who's with him, the other girl, yeah. it's like you don't always have to do the right thing. Like that's made very yeah. clear. He but, does the right. Thing he okay. gives up and his jacket. No, How is a couple wait, of instances d- where he gets a little hot-headed, like I, gonna I throw dis- all that away? I disagree. When they're in the hospital and the the doctor says to the parents about his knee, he's right there and he hears Bud Kilmer lie because he saw him putting the needle into his knee. And sure, him. he could have spoken up right then. Yeah, and there. but he was so he, under pressure. You don't yeah, know what yeah, you can do right. in that situation. Like Dude, John Voight has that well, you're town trying to under say his he's thumb. Shown he's done all the right things. He didn't always do the right thing. I'm just he saying, didn't even need to go to the whipped cream bikini house. He's Still did. You're right, he, and like, he made a mistake. Not, yeah, that he's was not a perfect guy. Not in character <laughs> moment. I think they just wanted. They had the. But he turned her down. A whipped cream yeah. bikini and was like, "Let's make but this." But he did yeah. as an 18 year old like man. I guess yeah, I'd say. <laughs> uh, he is tempted a lot this movie, right. and yeah. like for as much temptation as he's given, he doesn't do that much bad with it. Right. I don't think you know. She turns yeah. on him quick. Is but my think, point. Okay, yeah. but I think also she's like. She's, you know, just like any of these other characters, she's got her flaws and she's got a little bit of jealousy. Like she's jealous that he's getting all this attention now, and she's worried that that's gonna. Take but she could be his girlfriend. But she literally has no like sense of it all being happy for him having this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Until not not until the end. Right. Yeah. She definitely yeah. could have been happier. Get you, and I think it's that. not that he's getting attention. I think that he's not paying the attention to her. Yeah. Like well, he, I, yeah. he's caring more. All you about have to that do is ask her. him, "Do you want this?" Yeah. That's At all the end she needs of the to movie, do. He's like, I got into Brown, and she's like, oh, cool. And it's like, you know, but now I got to win the game. And it's like, but if I win the game, she's like, stop being a whiny baby. And then the next scene yeah. is like them making up. And it's like, they yeah. didn't reconcile at all. She right. just calls him a whiny bitch. And it's like, that's, yeah. that's their version of reconciling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, I don't James know. Vanderbeek's I into that she stuff. she just would have been consistent one way or the other. Right. They go to a strip club. The landing called, strip. Oh! The landing strip, yeah. yeah. It's called the landing strip, and they're surprised by their sex ed teacher. What's her name? Miss Davis. Miss Davis. Billy Bob is super inappropriate and gets on stage. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm still allowed to stay in the strip club. And he's given a free beer yeah. for getting up and on stage. Like, and I'm pretty sure like people have had their legs broken for less. And that dude bro tries to get him off stage. In my notes, I think it's Aaron's notes, actually. Mm-hmm. Scott Con threatened to walk. Scott Kwan? If uh, Paul Walker wasn't included in that scene, correct? Okay. Yeah, he, he said. He was going to quit the movie. He said, look, man, I got big plans with this guy. I'm working on a screenplay for an underwater movie in the Bahamas with Jessica Alba. So he needs to be in this scene because he hasn't been in enough scenes. So either he's in the strip club scene or I'm fucking out of here. Tweeter walks. I have some more notes later. <laughs> oh, Tweety. Yeah, that was just interesting. Yeah, so they get out at 7 a.m. How, how is this even possible? Like they and let that night get away from things. Possible yes, not, they all part. they all let that happen. The teacher included. The like, teacher's into it too. Like at first, she's like a little embarrassed to see her students there, and then she like gives them the full show. I don't know why she would be embarrassed? It, is, it does make sense that the teacher's doing the uh, the teacher routine on stage. Yeah, you know, like work yeah. with what you know. <laughs> Exactly. I, I feel like Afraid she would have been ticked off. I feel like everyone knows who they are. They would have been like, "Hey, you're a teacher. We all know this. We're adults in this mm-hmm. town, and like." Your students well, that's the are thing, here. Is the, we don't know how close it is to town. It feels far. Yeah. It, that's, I got the impression yeah. it's yeah, far they went out of town, town like far. a town over or something. Yeah. And it's like, that's why it's more shocking. So they uh, they stay out all night. They're drunk. And it's obviously going to affect their game. The next game that they play, there's a slow-mo montage of ACDC's Thunderstruck. 
of yeah. just bad Manda. plays. Ah. Which is great because right. like usually you get montage of great plays and this is just a, a refreshing montage yeah. of really bad right. plays. They, they are very bad plays, but like the amount of like dives and flips and like insane hits that you see in that is it goes just like, on for quite a while. It's yeah. like the whole song. <laughs> Yeah, could have cut back a the, little the bit. The D tackle and the end do the like jump over and like roll underneath yeah. signature move, which is Love the that. sickest move it's the ever. Yeah, biggest baller. Like yeah. the defense just yeah. getting ready, trying to mess with your head. Yeah, like, nobody ever pulls it's that so off. So intense and terrifying. So they lose twenty to three, and uh, we get a, a great John Voigt speech where he says the hard work of so many, sacrificed by the disrespect of few. And he's right. Yeah, he is. He's 100%. And yeah, he, right. They were all hung over and stuff. Yeah. All his skill position players went out to a strip club. He knocks over the, the water. Uh, and he's chewing gum, which is a, a point that he has throughout the whole movie. He's got that gum chewing yeah, he intimidation. Yeah, he, 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 he took, a, took a page out of uh, Keanu Reeves' speed. <laughs> sure. Uh, acting. That's playbook. why he's such a good like character, though, is like... For as many times as he does a terrible thing and you hate him, yeah. he also has these moments where it's like, no, you're kind of right. Like, right. they blew it. Like, but, you know. Yeah. But yeah. that's also where he just, like, puts it all on Billy Bob. And he's like, this is, because he's, like, crying. And he's like, this is your fault. Like, you were the one that's cost me my star quarterback. Yeah. Is he going to kill himself? Right. Absolutely. He drops yeah. off bacon. Yeah. But then he's just shooting trophies. Kind of no, nonchalant. Yeah, but that's leading up. a lot yeah. of No, after bagels. he's done it with the trophies, up, he's yeah. going to turn the barrel around for sure. And it gets dark. That was dark, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, hoping that wasn't the case, but wow. And what's yeah. great is you have Mox coming at it with, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, this never it's, mattered to Mox. It, and Billy Bob's like, it matters to me. Well, yeah. I think what's great about it is it takes Bud Kilmer out of the crosshairs a little bit. Yeah. And you understand that this is a systemic thing in the whole town. Where it's like this pressure has been put on him since he was in Pee Wee. Since yeah. he was 8, 10, yeah. 12. And Bud Kilmer is the like culmination of it just getting worse and worse as you get older. But it's the whole town. It's the whole right. culture that yeah. has been like corrupting them since they were born. You it, know? And, and what Mox has been able to do by separating himself and having different goals, Billy Bob is not able to do. And he is so enwrapped in this world that it, it consumes him. It's the only thing that he has like, going in his Billy life. Billy Bob yeah. isn't going to Brown. He's going to be one of those dads at the practice. Or, right, you know that's like his trajectory he's on, and apparently he also makes sure that he gets a cat scan before he's cleared to yeah, play. They don't talk about. They don't talk about, scene. but later, <laughs> like it's it's mentioned. So, but also, like, did he get a cat scan? He got his his, his he cat got his scan. cat scan. He got the scan of his cat. Yeah, the way and then he could have easily misinterpreted that. There's and... there's no way he passes with that cat scan. No, yeah, that's that's my <laughs> like. Yeah. They, scan, they, the they scanned my cat. I can play. Yeah, yeah. And something that happens in that scene that really stuck out to me, which maybe some of you guys missed, um, when James Vanderbeek is at his locker and they have the CAT scan talk, they leave and he doesn't lock his locker. Did anybody else notice no, that? that? He totally leaves the lock hanging and not clicked in. Oh. Like it's very obviously it's on the opposite side. Angelo Pappas bad bite out of the meatball he sandwich just kind didn't of scene. Finish the sandwich. Oh. Pappas's bad bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should Perfect. come back to that. We'll print that in. And the coach says that he can mess with Mox's transcripts. To ruin the scholarship to Brown. Yeah, if he doesn't submit. In what, in what world? I mean, I understand that this coach has a lot of power in this town. Yeah. But you can't just change transcripts. I mean, if you're Bud Kilmer, you can probably do whatever you want. Like, the cops are scared of him. Everyone's scared of him. Yeah. So he tells them, you have to win the game, and you have to win it my way. I get what I want. Then you can get what you power want. Power eye! <laughs> Spike don't care. Didn't you hear? 
And this is where I start to fall apart again. Like, so what is it? He wants the guy to run the ball more? What's the big holdup? Like, you yeah. better play my way. We need to run the ball. And it's like, okay, like he should, you know, call the plays that you're calling from the yeah. sideline. Why is there such a huge tension? I think he Bud just, Kilmer's yeah. got little birds like various. And he heard the conversation with the running back about how he's going to run the ball in the end zone. Right. And then, you know, Kilmer got upset and is like, well, we're going to run the ball, to... not in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, not like with a... Brown. <laughs> in the practices, he keeps trying to put in those spread formations, five wideouts. I think he's just one of those guys that he wants to win his way mm -hmm. or he lose. Like, yeah. He yeah. does not yeah. want to win as a collaboration or to not right. get the credit for the win. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And Even that win they had earlier when Mox does it on his own and they end up winning, he's like, has yeah. that pissed face on his sideline. He's like, yeah, enjoy it now, like you little fucker. Um, and then there's the Friday night pregame prayer service, which is one of these really quick, soft music moments. That's The drama yep. is just played so well. And you see that I would call it a drone shot over the field. I don't know yeah, if they had no. drones in 1999, but there's the drone shot over the field and the lights and the, the sun setting. Like dust. Beautiful shot. Beautiful. It's, it's like Friday Night Lights took that one minute and right. said, let's make that the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. They just like yeah. play some inspirational voiceover, yeah. get some nice strings, get mm -hmm. the lights, get the grass yeah. green. The prayer yeah. And you see like both teams. And it's so just like, a... and then varsity blues is like, let's play hero by the Foo Fighters. Yeah. And just... <laughs> right. We paid for the song. Let's get yeah. as much of our so money. So there's as a, we can. there's a pregame huddle and uh, it's a great coach speech again. Um, and he says, this game is 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life. I really like the void speech there. I can relate though, with the emotional buildup of a big game like that. Like there's not very many emotions in life. Like there is, on a sports team in a locker room before the championship game and like what you have with your peers and hopefully someone that you look up to as a coach giving an inspirational speech like nowhere else in life do you find something like that um the game My boss chews me out at work are you inspired <laughs> i i get pretty nervous before fantasy on sundays <laughs> one of the things i got from that scene too was like oh there's scott con again like there was yeah, a yeah, lot of he, he was absent for the last well he probably went to jail but he was probably arrested for stealing that cop car but i'm like oh he's back yeah and uh it's important what if, what to... if that was cut out of the script like yeah scott con does like 30 days in jail there's like a scene <laughs> where he, he misses the whole championship the run like house arrest situation. two weeks or something yeah, it's like they don't get into it but it was original how, how does his height play in this movie i feel like yeah, what position is he he's a receiver but i feel like he's <laughs> He's, <laughs> I feel like he's, uh, he's among other shorter, right, right. Like he's in high yeah, school. Nobody's, nobody's really tall. He at that is point. the guy who blocks the punt at the end of the game because he's just so long. Utility man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and Billy Bob he's come up quick. with a play. Yeah. Um, Brown gets the ball down the field, um, and to score, the coach calls another number. So Mox changes it up and decides to do what so, he feels is which right. Which was like a pretty pretty big assumption that they were going to get in the end zone there yeah, they're like yeah. 10 yards out and he's yeah. like you mind if he score's a touchdown yeah mind like, if he well, puts one in there oh, who knows if we're going to score it's like the nine yard, yard line. It's, right. it's troy right wendell brown wendell, wendell brown. there it is there it is not Wendy, troy sure. yeah. guy on the other team gets the touchdown where he does the hesitation move the guy misses oh that's right yeah. he holds the ball out into the like yeah. to taunt the other guy yeah. 
And then breakdance is in the end That's zone. That's right. The yes, breakdancing. The other yeah. team is and wild. Like but that the was like this combination of moves yeah. in yeah. a championship game. It's a pretty <laughs> sick like high school. Like I knew I played against people that did shit like that. Like they would score and like they'd do some celebration like yeah. that. Like, the sideline goes crazy yeah. on the other team. Yeah. So they go into uh, halftime and they walk in and uh Mox sees that they're going to do a Corzin shot in yeah. Wendell's knee because he hurt his knee. Right. And so they want to win just like they did with Lance. And Mox finally speaks up. I'm out. If, you, yeah. if you're going to give him the shot, you got to find another quarterback. And what's great is Paul Walker shows up too because he says, you don't have nothing to say about this. Paul yeah. Walker says, I do. Don't do it. I do. Yeah. This is what you did to it's me. Look at me it. now. Yep. And, Love that. And Tweeter gets his his great opportunity to be the star quarterback in the uh, <laughs> in the championship game, <laughs> so and he says, doesn't take it. Mox, you're out. We don't need to throw it. Tweeter, you can take the snaps and hand it off to Wendell. And then Tweeter just very calmly is like. Which is unrealistic. If you're Tweeter, you no, take that no, shot. Maybe not no, I'm tweeter, going if Scott Khan. Yeah. There's friends. He's not going to do no, it. No, he has every, like, he is so all Because all in. the pressure is off him. Like, Mox has already been the one that takes the stand and says, listen, don't do this. And Tweeter's just like, yeah, like, I'm with him. You know, I'm out. I, I'm not going to do yeah. it either. So he goes, he, like, goes to choke James Vanderbeek, right? He does. Yeah, he what does are you doing, him. son? Like, you don't and disrespect I think, me. I think there's a moment afterwards where even he realizes, like, what have I become? Yeah. yeah. And that's something that sets in when he's choking <laughs> a high school player. Like, okay, there's a lot of stuff oh, that he's been doing to make sure you win and win at all costs. But, like, there's no way to justify also, that. Also, like, where are the other coaches? Like, <laughs> yeah. a, a powerhouse team like this has at least five coaches. Yeah, if he's if gone, someone else I think in. what really happened is, like, John Voigt was like, I'm going to go create a scene. You inject Wendell. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, <laughs> bam. And then everything else ensues from that. And that's where we get a great shot. Again, this one of these emotional, mm-hmm. great soundtrack scenes where he's in the lonely there hallway. Goes my hero. Not the oh, Foo Fighters. Oh, not, okay, okay. No, no, no. It's strings, and it's uh, it's John Voight in the hallway. No one follows him, and it's a lonely, dark Walking hallway. under all of his district champions. Yeah. yeah. So yes. good. Yep. Yeah. He retreats into his office and just stares at trophies. It's like, a really actually, like, the reason this movie works so well is because you have John Voight just giving an actually great performance. Right. Like, it's like... I'm not going to say Oscar-worthy, but, like... It's just it's, a strong, well-rounded... It's so yeah. good. Like, in a movie that doesn't require that. Right. Like, it's about drinking and coming of age and, like, all these, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of childish things. But John Voight brings such a grounded, like, realism and, like, heaviness and yeah. just, like, grittiness to it that, like, he makes the Like, movie you easily could have made a movie about John from John Voight's perspective <laughs> running this team and had it all been, like, a football movie yeah. and stuff, and he would have done a great job yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah. man, dude, yeah, he's, he's so great. good. He, he's like, great. he just grounds the movie so yeah. much for mm-hmm. me. And his speech at the beginning of the 48 minutes for the rest 48 years of your life is just fantastic. Yeah. Mox plays on it with his speech, and he says, screw that, let's play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes. You got, the, you got it to be mediocre for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. There's no room for fear in this game. Let's be heroes. And he inspires and the team. that's when you hear... Not yet. Oh, no, almost. Wait for it. It's uh, coming. Almost. It's playing it up. But we're going to put that yeah, in. The theme time. of the hero is set up, uh, and you have everyone who cheers in. and like, I The kinda, slow clap. The slow clap, and they start cheering. Clap. That's when you Not hear... Yet. <sighs> Not yet. <laughs> No, eight minutes left. It's Harbor, walk, Lance Harbor calls the oop to oop. So Lance Harbor is basically coaching from the sidelines. They're doing a lot of it. Mox is doing it out there on him 
on his own. But uh, Lance found his Bud, calling coaching Bud Kilmer is gone. He's right. on the sideline, and, and the announcers kind of reference it a couple times. Like, still, no sign of Bud Kilmer. We're yeah. not sure where he is. Let's see where this goes. The worst announcers ever. It took him a whole quarter to notice. Yeah. It's yeah. like the end of the fourth, and it's like, where's yeah. the coach? It's like, Jesus. Well, I don't so, know, stub daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Harbor calls oop-de-oop. It and, is classic Charlie Conway fashion. And Mo- and Mox... <laughs> always said I'd make a better coach than the player. And Mox decides Charlie, to do the, uh, the no-huddle <laughs> passing game. perfect team of play. They score... Uh, and there's uh, not a lot. Of, there's 27 seconds left. They're down by three. The other team is punting, and they have to block the punt. And then, which they actually uh, don't need to block the punt. It it would no, just be a like, lot harder. It would be a lot harder. There's they would have to do a hail mary. Right. They'd have to do a hail mary. I wrote down 27. But, okay, but the most important thing. There's, let's say 34 no, seconds no. left. It's, <laughs> it's great that they block it, and that helps them, but it's not impossible if they don't block that punt. Yeah. The, Foo Fighters has played twice in this movie. When is the second time it's played? Right now. goes my hero and it's slow-mo and it's Perfect billy time. bob Perfect. he comes in the game oh, he lays down here. the block <laughs> yes and tweety shows up tweety comes in all clutch. out all out dive billy bob does the fat guy mean face yeah you know? scott con <laughs> basically does the animated arm like yeah. michael jordan from space yeah Jam. which like if they really needed to block that put a put a taller guy there a little longer reach there's no taller know? guy than scott con on that no. team this this is just the most capable person they so, have yeah so they get the ball uh, tweeter gets a pass but he's unable to get out of bounds and so he gets to knock out another mascot the guy which on the horse his finishing move <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finish that w- that's when you know yeah. uh, so now they've got enough time left for one play right? right and they did a good job in this movie setting up the two secret plays like yeah. we discovered in little giants they had the one annexation of puerto rico that you could go to for the Fucking final minkus. thing but in this movie you have the oop de oop and you have hook the, the hook and ladder to and billy I love bob how he signals it he does the hook through yeah. his neck yeah. and then climbing the leg like memes it. yeah Beautiful. so you get like two great moments instead of yeah. what could have been just one and there's again slow music as he catches the ball not the foo fighters <sighs> But it is the strings. There's like this I, rising. I, yeah. I wrote that down that I love like the music when he's doing that yes. because it's just like you feel like you're just seeing somebody like yeah. perform some great feat of human strength. They score. Maybe. They win the game. They're champions. Moxing. Billy Bob's crying because that's what he does. Billy Bob's just back in his office. Oh no! Excuse me. That's not. <laughs> I told you it's hard. John Voight. So John Voight's the coach. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton is the running plays back. John, John Voight. Mox gives a great voiceover just as the movie's ending, and it, it, yeah, Billy Bob cried because he cries. Tweeter drank beer because he drinks beer. Lance found his calling as a coach. Wendell got his ride to Grambling, and uh, statue still stands, but Kilmer never coached again. Uh, I took my scholarship, and that day was ours. Right at the end, you see uh, Billy Bob fall over. Hey there, all you five GFA fans. Looking for a new place to eat this weekend? No. Introducing Varsity Blue Bayou. Aren't you bored of just having to eat your food and talk to your family during dinner? No. At Into Varsity Blue Bayou, you'll be seated in front of an interactive virtual reality screen where you'll get an adrenaline-filled night with the West Canaan High School gang. CGI versions of Scott Kahn will pull you into their night of hijinks as they go out to win the state championship game, head out to the local night party, 
and put on their finest whipped cream bikini. So plan your weekend accordingly and stop by Varsity Blue Bayou. Be sure to try out their famous steaks. So soft, you could eat them with a fork. You'll be saying, I don't want your knife. Let's jump into categories. Let's start with best scene I saw. Ryan Blulard, best scene you saw. <laughs> I loved so much of this movie. We talked a lot about the emotional, uh, the emotionally driven dramatic moments and yeah, the, the music. That there was some really good stuff. And I wish I had a more creative choice, but uh, Mox's locker room speech mm-hmm. at the halftime of the district title game to me was where it all came together. Let's go out there. And we'll play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes. And we'll leave it all out on the field. We got the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods for the next half of football. But we can't be afraid to lose. There's no room for fear in this game. And we go out there and we half-ass it because we're scared. All we're left with is an excuse. We're always going to wonder. We go out there and we give it absolutely everything. That's heroic. Uh, I love the same scene where they're in the locker room at halftime, but I'm going with um, just the moment that Mox finally confronts Kilmer and just their discussion and him getting the whole team behind him and Kilmer just realizing like he's lost it. He's lost like, it. Like he, he's lost all his power. No one's afraid of him anymore. Can't yeah. do shit. Love it. It sucks, but this was my favorite scene, too. Sorry. Uh, it's just such a great scene. It's a great scene. It's such a great scene. And I love it because it, it just felt so real. Uh, so, obviously, the you know the speech that he gave, everyone really liked. But my favorite scene was clearly uh, the introduction scene to the movie where we meet Scott Kahn. Uh, he gets picked up. <laughs> And uh, the first yeah, time, the sixty-nine. Yeah, the first time we meet Tweeter, and they're rounding up the entire team before school. You get the impression that Tweeter's still drunk from the night before. Oh, yeah. yeah, he immediately <laughs> moons everyone. Right, and he drops two puns. He says, "I've been up since the crack of dawn, and I have to ask you a question." <laughs> then he talks about a chick, and he says. She looks like she fell out of the I want to suck your dick tree and hit every branch on the way down, which is so, like, insulting and weird, but I cracked up at it. I didn't (laughs) understand it. I loved it. And then... Uh, after that, he threatens to have sex with Billy Bob's pig. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he just keeps that energy the whole movie. But that is like an electric. Let's let's introduce Scott Con. This probably is probably his best the first role. like ten pages of the script, <laughs> yeah. which means this was like the really focused on like let's pitch this movie. This is where we're going with yeah. that. Yeah, let's Twitter is this Twitter is as Twitter does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my best scene was the party scene um, when Billy Bob throws up in the washing machine. Of course, uh, just I love the high school movie party scenes. They're always great. They're always they're not nostalgic to me being in high school, but they're nostalgic to me watching movies about people in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, ah, oh, that takes me back to my parents' yeah. bed. That reminds me of staying at home right. while the parties were going on and yeah. watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the other scene was the Billy Bob shooting the trophies and that exchange with Mox. So uh, good. Let's move on to how do you do that, Brandon? How do you do that? Uh, how did Reggie? Sorry, not Reggie Ray. Whoa. 
Whatever, that All works. Right. How did Billy Bob's doctors clear him to play football yeah, after that CAT scan? Like, there's no way that they looked at his brain and they were like, that's all good. No, they scanned his go for contact sports. They scanned my cat, I'm good. It's He's like, good. you're not good. They didn't scan your cat. They did a CAT scan. No, but he, he did seem better. Blue lard? Blue lard. How did Tweeter not go to jail for stealing a cop car Drinking and driving. I picking know exactly up, who it was, too. There was no picking yeah. up girls. He used <laughs> the megaphone. The proof. <laughs> There's a lot of like sexual assault that he does, too, oh, that yeah. night. <laughs> Kyle, uh, what do you my, got? My howdy do that is, uh, I think we already touched on it, but how'd they stay at the Let's strip club on. until 7 a.m.? Uh, they were drinking excessively. Yeah. They're like having a fun night. They know <clears throat> they have a game tomorrow. And I've, I've drinking into, you know. A bad time before and it always ends before 7 a.m. if I'm drinking like there someone's calling a cab someone's yeah. passing out they're calling it at like three at the yeah, latest. someone's like hey it's four we need to get going yeah, yeah. they walk out at seven like kind of soberish and they're kind of shocked that it's seven yeah it's like, that's the beauty of the strip right. club no windows <laughs> yeah no clocks either. I don't know let's move on to that had to hurt Brandon that had to hurt that had to hurt that had to hurt when uh, Mox's dad heard mox say i don't want your life yeah. to him you know because this is a dad that like he definitely wanted mox to have his life and knowing that your son doesn't want your life when that's all you want for your son that, that had, had to hurt. hurt when the cheerleader gets rejected by moxon um she puts herself out there he shows up to sleep with her with con yeah they uh, they kiss after but when she gets uh, prepared for them, like there's all indications that they're gonna sleep together, mm -hmm. and he uh, he changes it up on her, and I think she was uh, devastated in that moment. It had hurt. Yeah, she gives. I'm gonna give Allie Larder some credit in that scene. How Again, dare you. there's a lot of like really like scenes with some levity and some gravitas, and like this is one of them. Like as much as she's a piece of shit for just like jumping ship on Paul Walker so yeah. quickly, like she gives a heartfelt scene about like she doesn't want to be married to the guy at Walmart. Yeah. She wants to get out. Yeah, of this town. it wasn't and, about like, love. It's one of those scenes in this movie, like for such a small character, like it's it, it's why I like this movie. There's a yeah. lot of great scenes and I yeah think, uh, yeah that yeah. one scene encapsulates a lot because yeah. it's like the heartfelt like deeper kind of uh meaning behind it with her just like exactly yeah. her heart you out think she's a piece of shit and then she says this and you're kind of like i right. get it like but yeah she also is life. doing it in a whipped cream bikini yeah. so you're like oh i can't take this yeah she's like i love this other girl you probably love paul walker she's like it was never about love it was yeah. about me finding a way out yeah and then the cherries fall off of her nipples joel what do you got so my that had to hurt is when they're at the barbecue and they're tossing the football, uh, tossing that <laughs> yeah. fucking pigskin. Bacon. And uh, he he goes, uh, Mox goes to hit the can off his dad's head, and he hits him right in the nose. I thought they did such a great job. Don't they? You get like a kind of like a close-up shot, like right as the football is yeah. going in, it's like bang, and all the blood comes it's out of his nose. Screen. And so, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they flash it's it. Like, red. Yeah. It's like duck hunt or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it really. I don't know. I feel like you could feel the pain with that. And honestly, that hurt. There's so many choices. I think you could pick anyone in this movie and be like, that had to hurt. Mine is Paul Walker uh, losing his scholarship to, you know, University of Florida, mm. having his girlfriend. Florida State University. FSU, my mistake. 
having his girlfriend jump ship immediately uh, as soon as he gets injured. Watching his backup quarterback not have any trouble transitioning into the offense just yeah. from the get-go, just taking like, over Wait, am I a crushing. system QB? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the QB makes out with his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and finally, they see the team rally behind uh, his teammate who is going under the same fate as him. And they all are like, no, this isn't okay. And uh, he ends up probably, like Ali Larder said, working at Walmart and coaching the high school team. So mm-hmm. it's like his whole world got flushed down the drain because of one shitty coach. That had to hurt. Pollard, who organizes the reunion? Is there any other answer besides Scott Kahn? I feel like I went straight to Scott Kahn in Boiler Room. And yet again, in this movie... And Into the Blue? He is... Did I use him in Into the Blue? He should have been in my answer for that if he no, wasn't. I don't think he um, was. Tweeter. It, everything that is stated at the end of the movie lays down the path for what these people are going to do. And for him, it's just he drinks beer. So he is living on the high school dreams for the rest of his life. He's staying in that town. He's calling everybody up for the reunions. Um, and he's trying to get the band back together and go out drinking, go out to the strip club and try to steal another cop car. Like, that's his life. He's got nothing else to live for. And uh, so I think he's trying desperately to organize a reunion that not very many people want to come to. But yeah, I think Tweeter probably falls into some a bad crowd after high school, you know, and he starts getting down yeah, a bad path. He gets in trouble. I think Billy Bob organizes the reunion because he's sticking around town. He's not going anywhere. No, I've got everyone. Everyone organizes a reunion. This town is full of 40 year olds living in the past. Everyone gives yeah. a shit about this team. Uh, no one, no one doesn't want to get together. Like everyone cares about this team and probably every three months they get together and shoot the shit and talk about this one fucking game. So, uh, it's not one person. It's the whole entire town is organizing the reunion on a super over unnecessary basis. That sounds realistic. It's a good call because, uh, like they won a lot of district titles, but this was like, remember when we Kilmer quit at halftime and he tried to choke yeah. you? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is like, this is what definitely stands out in the yeah. town as like a memorable. We made Kilmer yeah. go into early retirement. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the clutch award. Kyle, what do you got for the clutch award? Um, it's tweeter. It's always been tweeter. It always will be tweeter. Um, I already mentioned how electric his entrance is in this movie, but here's a list of things he does during the movie he sings a song she broke my heart so i broke her jaw and then he hits a dude in the nuts with a wiffle bat he steals a cop car he pretends to give paul walker a bj during his like you know you were the star of the game speech you got the game ball yeah Yeah. he gives a paul walker a bottle of pills he talks about drugging chicks with one percocet (laughs) two vicodin and two beers and somehow at the end of the movie you still like him he's the funniest (laughs) character by far and he makes the movie for me he makes a great play at the end he has, he has everyone's back he blocks when they the threaten yeah. to walk out. Yeah, yeah. He, he rides the with them. Like right. You still are on his side. He does he's, the toss. He's to a Billy deplorable Bob. human yeah. in classic sure. Scott Con fashion. Yeah. Uh, they don't show who it is, but I'm going with the person that starts the slow clap after James Vanderbeek. <laughs> right, they don't show it, and that yeah. bothered me. No, no, but it's great because it's like without that slow clap, like I don't know if they would have been as energized for that second half right. as they could have been. Uh, Pollard, clutch word. Um, it's Mox for me. And it's not for anything that he did on the football field. Mm. He saved Billy Bob's life. How mm-hmm. so? By showing up 
when he's at his end, he stopped him from shooting himself with a shotgun. And that, to me, is as clutch as you get. Also, I have another answer, and it's Harbor for getting hurt. Because we don't go on the same journey with Mox without Mm -hmm. him tearing his knee. So good job by you, Paul Walker. Uh, Let's move on to quotes. Uh, I narrowed it down to two. Uh, Just when John Voight says, you're fucking up my universe. I love that quote. And uh, after Billy Bob sees his teacher strip, he goes, I give it a tan. A tan. A tan. A tan. That's a classic A fucking tan. Okay, so the male erection. Pitching a tent. Sporting wood. Ice school is formed. The march is on. Stiff. Stiffy. Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis has set in. Flesh Rocket. Jack's Magic Beanstalk. Tall Tommy. Mushroom on a Stick. Mr. Mushroom Head. Purple Headed Yogurt Slinger. And Pedro. Um, so I had a lot of quotes. Anything Tweeter says the whole movie, mm-hmm. every single line is quotable, I think. Um, I already did one of them. Uh, John Voight telling uh, James Vanderbeek, you are the damn dumbest smart kid I know. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Scott Conn looking down at his dick saying, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that too. He's got an STD oh, after for sure. talking about the Percocet and all that shit. Um, he also says in the cop car, he says, shut up and hold on to your nipples, which I liked. Um, Brandon said this one, you're dragging ass out there and you're fucking up my universe. Uh, my quote is the uh, the drugging the girls to have sex with them quote. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's by far the worst thing he says in the oh, whole yeah, movie. Yeah. It's, listen, you give him Percocet, two Vicodin, and a couple of beers and the panties fall off. This is nice. It's very nice. And it's it's just awful. And just it's just not aged about well. his statutory it just, rape. It didn't age well, but it also wasn't good then. Yeah. <laughs> but then he looks down at his dick and says, what the fuck is that? So he Same gets thing. what he deserves. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's the best. <laughs> Let's what, move on to... What takes me out of the movie? What takes me out of the flick? Super small gripe. Um, I didn't have a lot that took me out of it, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> the one thing that really pissed me off and really took me out of the movie was everyone in the f- stands, they're wearing Kilmer's Cougars hats. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I know he's a revered coach. I know he's a big deal. But there is no coach in America that is big enough to be like, Shashevsky's yeah. Blue Devils, right. like, just... Belichick's Patriots. Like, yeah. He's the coach. He is not Which the Which hat did you want to buy? School. I want the Kilmer hat. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they yeah. probably don't even sell them, let alone right. everyone wears them. Well, like, he's, he's into putting the... his name on everything. Because the stadium's named after him, too. Yeah, like a sure. WCC hat. Like, yeah. du- West Canaan Cougars. Yeah. Like, that's so marketable. Right. I, I, it, every time I saw it, it pissed me off. Yeah. It was one of those things that, like, when they made the movie, it was just a little out of touch with what really would happen, yeah. you know? Like, they, yeah. we get they tried to make him, like you said, a big coach and a big deal, but, like, that just would never happen, oh, ever. No. Yeah. What takes me out of the movie is I understand that Mox is the backup quarterback, and you see the flash of it when he's sitting there reading the book and the ball goes to him, and he's, from a sitting position, throws it, like, across the field to the referee, right. just right to him, like, bullet. So... What takes me out of the movie is he's fucking good. Yeah. And, like, I get it. You have Lance Harbour, who's awesome. But, like, couldn't you have, like, had a little more, like, you know, everyone else is pretty good. We have this stud running back. Like, Mox is probably going to be able to carry us. Like, a little more confidence in him. Like, the just, just hand the ball off. He, like, wouldn't let him make throws. But 
like we said throughout the movie, other than the game after the strip club, like he's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So kind of takes me out that they have such a stud like that on the bench. I would have liked to see more like. I don't know, like him struggle more, I guess, you know, like make bad plays. Like I'd love to see like an interception scene where they get like a pick six or something. Mm -hmm. Like Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? What takes me out of the movie is more of a, what takes me out of this podcast. And that's that nobody chose. I don't want your life for their quote. Say what? You got the opportunity of a lifetime. Playing football at West Canaan is not the opportunity of a lifetime. It's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity For you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. Let's move on to McMulligans. Joel McMulligan. So my McMulligan is they're in the hospital, like, room after, you know, Lance Harbor gets taken there. And Allie Larder jumps ship to Mox, like, right away you know and she's like hey can you give me a ride and goes out and stuff like i i wish they would have just like done that a separate night like taking her home and then like even a week later had that whole scene at school or something hey can you give me a ride tonight or this or whatever and they could have done the rest of the movie that way but her like just not grieving and going right away and so selfish being like well what about me you know like the guy's life just like ended like just give it a couple days and then you can complain about how like your life sucks and like you want to get out and you're ticket out but right yeah my mcmullen would be just to give a little more time in between that those scenes right yeah brandon uh my mcmullen so james vanderbeek does the voiceover the opening voiceover and so the closing good. voiceover yeah um I thought it would have been kind of cool just to have, like, you know, Richard Dreyfus doing the voiceover as, mm. like, an older James Vanderbeek. Is that Richie Dreyfus? Yeah, Richie, Richie, Richie <laughs> Daniel Dreyfus. Daniel Stern, maybe? Well, that would have been cool, too. That would be the next ten years of my life. <laughs> I just thought that would, have been cool. that would have made it even more, like, nostalgic 90s movie that kind of, like, falls into Daniel that, like, Daniel Stern would have made me. it super... Yeah. Super yeah. Like, How I Met Your Mother yeah, with Bob Saget. It would have made it a little bit more, like, ah, oh, those were the days. <laughs> Is, that, is this a Wonder Years movie? Like, no. We just got Daniel Stern. We just thought he had a cool voice. Joe Pesci. <laughs> I don't want your life. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> My McMulligan is, uh, so, doing some IMDb trivia searching, Joshua Jackson was up for the role of mm. Mox, and me and Aaron talked about how, like, James Vanderbeek, he's fine in this movie, but I really think, like, Pacey, from Dawson's Creek would have been a better choice. And now we're going to go to a brand new category from our 5GFA superfan, Michael Hillary, that he's dubbed Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining us. Um, I know that you had never seen Varsity Blues and the people were really wanting to hear about Blue Crush. So uh, we tasked you with watching it. What did you think of Blue Crush? Say, so what have you considered? What you- I just thought it was so generic, like, it was so fucking shallow and flat, and, like, all the weight, like, all the surf scenes were shit, like, this whole drama, like, romance, oh, I hated that movie, and I also hated it because people liked it, and that frustrated me, because, like, how can you not see this for what it is, man, it's just pure, unfiltered garbage, just trash, man, straight trash, homie. Straight trash. 
Mike, what would your Blu-ray price be for Blue Crush? Why would you? I know. I, I mean, I was like, no. Why would I want this? It would have to take like, oh, do you want this and twenty dollars? And I'd still be like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, any last thoughts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so a sandwich walks into a bar, and the bartender says, "We don't serve food here." Let's move on to. So, spinoff, origin, or sequel? Joel, what do you got? So, my SOS is going to be a sequel that takes place a couple years after uh, the movie. And we're going to have um, Lance Harbor is the coach of the high school team. And it's been a couple years. And, uh, like, they have this, like, you know, regional title and everything. But after, they have, like, the the like ultra state title where West Canaan wins and they go to play the like high school state championship team in a different part of Texas. Um, and so all the guys come back into town. And so there's some nice montage of like how Lance Harbor's built it into a good program. And he's got like a nice life and family and is very well respected and a good guy and a good coach and all their different lives have come back. Mox is a lawyer he went off to Brown. He became a lawyer, and so he's just back in town to see his family and support uh, Lance Harbor. And then we find out that Bud Kilmer is the coach of this other high school. Ooh, different part of Texas, and so they're coming back. That's good. And we've got Varsity Blues, too, back to the bayou. So I had the Bud Kilmer sequel, but I like Joel's idea of having it be... West Dillon versus Dillon? Or yes, exactly. Yeah. East Dillon, West Dillon. Um, but I would like to see a tweeter sequel. Like I mentioned, I think he gets into some... He either goes two ways. He comes becomes a good guy and becomes successful. Not a good guy, but a successful guy. <laughs> or he just wanders down a weird hole for the next decade. Yeah. I think he gets involved in st- the stock market into some shady... He goes to New York, tries to do the whole stockbroker investing thing. Can't get into any of the big firms. Has to go to one of the firms that's off the Long Island Expressway called J.T. Marlin. Did you say J.P. Morgan? No, J.T. Marlin. The it's name they make like the name that. sound like this. It's different, yeah. Though. And uh, and he beats up a uh, what was the guy? Buff Tom Green. Buff Tom Green. <laughs> Fat Tom Green. Whatever. Out of shape, bigger Tom Green. Fear. Uh, let's move on to genre swap. Horror, fantasy, thriller. High fantasy. <laughs> kind of like, okay, so it's kind of like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or like Jacob's Which Ladder. Which character plays a ghost? Uh, none of them play a ghost, but it's basically Billy Bob becomes more and more concussed throughout the movie, and he starts to Sounds lose... like the actual movie. Well, yeah, but he starts to lose touch with reality. So he starts to see all these creatures, like maybe in like animation that are following him around. Um, he, yeah, so he starts to see these creatures following him at night. Uh, he grows more and more paranoid, and he's just like, am I dead? Like, is this hell? And like it's very existential and just kind of Dr. Like, Parnassus's imaginary. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, yeah. So he he's just uh, looking mm-hmm. for trying to find answers, and it seems like he comes to a complete psychotic break, or does he? And that's the mystery part. How does it end? I don't know yet. <laughs> I love but it. But that's the genre. Okay, I like it. Uh, my genre swap is a TV network drama. And it follows the coach. He's the new coach in town. He's got a wife who's attractive, a hot daughter named Amy Teagarden. And uh, (laughs) 
He's coaching the team. There's a stud running back who I don't know what age he is. It's never clear. His name's Tim Riggins. Jesse Plemons is also in it. Jesse Plemons is also. He's <laughs> the one I'd bring over. Aaron, I have movie. an idea Pippen for this. Do you, yeah. do you have a band in mind to play music in particularly for this Not series? particularly. I'm open to Can I suggest okay. Foo Fighters? <laughs> I like Foo Fighters. We'll go with Foo Fighters. I think that's the only option. Um, Saturday Brights. Saturday night brights. Saturday Saturday light brights. <laughs> Saturday light brights. Yes. And uh, the quarterback gets injured, similar to this, uh, and it plays out. This is good. Plays out. Are the, kind parent, of a, are the parents living in the past? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a, it's I like that. Fantasy aspect carries over. Billy Bob's in it. Um, Here's a crazy idea. What if we make the coach nice and he cares about the player? Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, because out. it's on TV, so and you're seeing right. it longer, so it might work better if he was a nice coach. That's cool. for now. Season what, one. What I really want to uh, to happen is to have it be a vague kind of series where you never know if it's going to be the last season or not, or if it's <laughs> going to come back. Okay. Maybe yeah. one season ends weird and it takes like two years off. It always yeah. feels it back. like the championship yeah. game. Uh, they run out of plot, so they open yeah. a new school. Like one season's like 23 episodes, yes. one's like eight. Right. It's just no continuity or rhythm. It sounds like you've really thought this through. I did. And that would be my uh, genre. I love it. it Sign me great. up for Saturday Light Brights. Kyle, what do you got? Uh, my genre swap. Uh, we've touched on him before. Uh, we see James Vanderbeek's younger brother experimenting with different religions throughout the film uh, and eventually starting a cult. Uh, it'd be pretty chilling to see the origins of a cult as a little kid. Yeah. Follow it as the cult grows and it grows more sinister and larger in size. And so I'd eventually like it to be turning into like a Manson slasher film Love where you it. see this eight year old kid starting a cult on like very happy means and then turning it into something just terribly tragic. Let's move on to the Blue September Blu ray price. Woo. Joel, what do you got for the Blu ray price? So, I really enjoyed this movie, and I want to watch it again. I don't want to go overboard. I want to be realistic about it. So, I went with 288 Krona. And Ooh, I, I think it's good. a pretty fair yeah. price. Yeah. Um, it's like, I like it, but I'm not going overboard. Because, like I said, I want to watch this again. I think it was a really good movie. And yeah. I think um, it just, the the high school, like, party and football aspect, I think, holds up pretty well and like you could still watch this 10 years from now and like be nostalgic like oh yeah like that's great uh i like this movie a lot but i can only have so many scott con movies in my blu-ray collection (laughs) um and with boiler room and into the blue already there it doesn't leave a ton of room for this movie um i liked it and if you guys have it in your blu-ray collection i'll gladly sit on your couch and watch it for you but i'm only paying 13,337 Mongolian Turgric for it. I thought you'd go a little higher than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, not that's a like such a good movie. See, okay, well, writing it down. If I said I have 14,000 Mongolian Turgric, you would say no, I won't buy it at that price. But 13,337, okay. Yeah. Totally. I'm Fair totally enough. in. But, I mean, talking about it with you guys, like, I, I think I appreciated it more mm-hmm. just like by being around you and hearing how like into it you guys are. But for me personally, it's, it's, I don't know if I need it in my collection. It's going into the blue Ray collection, Ray collection. but it's not going to replace into the blue. 
Uh, I've got 21 Jordanian Dinar, which might sound low, but the Dinar is actually very strong. It's almost a 2 to 1 conversion rate to the USD, so uh, I actually really enjoyed this flick. I'd like to see it again and again and again. Uh, Scott Kahn, I think it's his best performance. If I could have one Scott Kahn performance, I want this one in Wow. It. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love this movie officially, and uh, I want to see it again and again and again. I also love this movie. It's definitely into my blue Blu-ray collection. For 187.29 Malaysian ringgits. I'm into it. It's a great watch. I don't think I've seen it that much already in its existence. Like, I have a lot of uh, future viewings to get in. So, uh, for me, it's something that I'm well, keeping around. Yeah, with that price, you're keeping it around for sure. I am definitely a um, big fan. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than all of you here. Whoa. I'm going to go with 83,039 Rwandan francs. I love this when I first saw it. Uh, I like that it's a teen movie. I like that it's a sports movie. Um, and it's held up not just on a nostalgic level, like some movies, like Blue Crush. Um, it's held up at a much stronger level where I still watch it and think this is a really good movie. Let's close this out with would this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Brandon, what do you got? I'm going to go Yes. And this is kind of like a McSullivan get-rich-quick scheme. So McSullivan thinks he can make a quick buck betting on high school football games that in does not Texas. Sound like McSullivan. Betting on high school football no, games. It definitely that's, does. That's, that's classic yeah, McSullivan. It's classic. <laughs> yeah. He decides to bet against uh, the Coyotes, the local favorite, uh, but he has to take a few measures to ensure that he wins his bet. So he sells steroid injections to Coach Kilmer, knowing that they'll eventually seriously damage his players' physical abilities. He sneaks into Billy Bob's house and concusses him while he sleeps. And after Mox becomes the new quarterback, McSullivan writes him a letter of recommendation to ensure that he gets into Brown University and loses interest in high school football. But despite his efforts, McSullivan loses all of his money when the Coyotes win the championship. And the reason Bud Kilmer doesn't coach football again after that game is because McSullivan told him if he ever saw him again, he'd kill him. And Bud Kilmer hasn't been seen since. Love it. Great. So McSullivan loses all of his money. Right. Yeah, but he he wasn't. That's like, a stretch. He wasn't yeah, doing well. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't doing well to begin with, and uh, he probably just doesn't pay. So he spent a lot of money to inject them with steroids and get him into Brown, but he loses all of the money. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's like a it's, it's, it's a McSullivan vehicle when he's on the downward yes, trajectory. Yes, it's right of before his he comes right. back up exactly. again. You're like you're worried about McSullivan. Exactly. Is he okay? <laughs> like he's gonna follow this John Boyd guy and he's gonna kill him across the country. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the dark night of the yeah. soul for McSullivan. <laughs> okay, I'm in now. <laughs> All right. So I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Oh, yeah, Explain. Does. Yeah. Well. So I think McSullivan has to go undercover to find out who's been giving girls Percocets, Vicodin, and beer and taking advantage of them. Yep. Because of his athletic prowess, he's approached by Coach Kilmer and begged to join the football team and play receiver opposite of Tweeter. <laughs> McSullivan is killing it on and off the field and quickly bonds with Tweeter over their mutual interest and is shocked, but not really, when he finds out it's Tweeter who's been drugging these girls. McSullivan decides not to turn in Tweeter because it would jeopardize both of their scholarship opportunities and instead blames it on the disgraced Coach Kilmer. McSullivan gets Pops to coach the team in the final game because he needs to have a monster game to impress the scouts in attendance. The Coyotes lose, but McSullivan obliterates all the school's passing, receiving, rushing, kicking, and defensive records in the process. Wow. 
movie ends with Bobby Bowden literally taking Paul Walker's scholarship from him and handing it to McSullivan and telling him, we can't wait to see you in Tallahassee next year, son. Wow. <laughs> I, love that it's like a, I love that it's like a point break meets Friday Night Lights. It, it, yeah. it sounds to me like 21 Jump Street, but he's Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going undercover. He's right. a stud. He's a nerd. Yeah. He's everyone. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I like it. Um, mine is similar to Aaron's, uh, except McSullivan plays John Voight's coach character. Uh, so, uh, as we all know, from McSullivan lore, uh, he led the LSU Tigers to a national championship when he was in college. Uh, so we know he would be an incredible coach. Uh, his teammate at LSU was coaching Wes Cannon and calls McSullivan to take over for him when he has to recuse himself for health reasons. <laughs> Uh, McSullivan drinks a lot, yells a lot, and when the team quits on him, McSullivan, at halftime of the big game, tells everyone to go home. <laughs> McSullivan comes out after halftime and goes to the stands to get all the dads who used to play for West yes. Cannon back in the field. Yeah. <laughs> McSullivan rushes for 200 yards, passes for another 200, and wins the game in a blowout fashion. After the game, the other team protests the results and the victory is vacated. <laughs> McSullivan then goes on to get revenge on his team that quit on him by systematically banging all their moms, oh, leading all the parents to get divorced. <laughs> the movie ends with McSullivan leaving Texas to go coach the New Orleans Saints. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Thank you for supporting Blue September. Uh, we can't say that enough. Uh, this you. is an important Thank month you. for Thank us, you. an important cause. It's a really great cause. Thank you. Keep it blue. Good luck to all those kids trying to make varsity. You can listen to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Good night, everybody. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. My peffle feather had a lovely little peffle feather. Shitnugget.net The small town Texas vibe 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 what are these dads doing? Me, Jana, Aaron versus Lenny Kravitz. Big balls, blue light. Ow. Oh, yeah. Boner. Corazon. Ow. <laughs> That's caliente. I like it. Woo. Frank caliente. I'm going home.